0: piss
1: piss 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 piss
0: piss there sir and welcome back to endgame riverdale podcast where two slots and also a third person review a sexy sexy show my name is college sex and the serial killer jeans
1: my name is sad av pervert and my name is the return of dr phylum
0: and together we form the fives top 100
1: (laughs) (laughs) one of these days they're gonna change the name of something but it's gonna be something they've already changed the name so it's gonna be like there exists two snickers variations or something yeah
0: they they there exist butterflingers and there exists butterfingers and they're different brands
1: um you also have to it's another tally for alice learning that benny i
0: thought said. about that yeah i think that's on the whiteboard
1: they're like oh uh, three buccaneers instead of three musketeers but then they're like butterfinger
0: no like, butterflinger
1: did they say butterflinger they said
0: butterflinger
1: Good. never it's... mind my name is butterflinger
0: <laughs> piss, 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 yes. Howdy there, sir, and welcome back to Endgame. My name is College Sex and the Serial Killer Jeans.
1: My name is Sad A.V. Pervert. And I am Butcher Flinger. There you go, you got the sound. <laughs> anyway, the last thing that happened was, it was Betty's point of view for like a few sentences, <laughs> and then they forgot. Um, and it. she talked about how, um, Lynx pulled candy canes out of her purse. Skyland Falcon Andrews' point of view again. I kept looking at Jughead and mouthing back and forth with him because I didn't like the movie and knew he didn't either, so we just talked without actually disrupting the people around us. After the movie, Betty stormed off into the bathroom. Ronnie followed her, obviously, but I went over to Cheryl because I couldn't go to the White Worm looking like this and I only have my cheer clothes because I'm on the cheer team. Cheryl said Tony was already spending the night, so I said I will ask Ronnie. But when I turned around, everyone was glaring at me and Jughead was gone. Yeah, I get it. I'm looking like a flipping queen. Get over it and stop looking at me, I yell annoyed. Why
0: You- what?
1: So are you confused about what's happening up to this point? Oh yeah,
0: very. But fine.
1: Okay, so it was basically like they're going to go to the White Worm. Lynx is wearing her cheer uniform, and she doesn't want to go to the white worm wearing it. No, you're, no, no, no. Sorry, she Link's lives on there, cheer? so she wants to go home, and she only what? has the fancy dress or the cheer uniform.
0: Okay, that tracks.
1: Tony grabbed my hand, but it didn't help. I still wanted to punch someone. <laughs> That's when Betty spoke up. Throughout the whole movie, you were flirting with my boyfriend and your brother's best friend, so back off. Wait, wait, wait. Hold huh? on. Are we... Who's her broad... Wait, are... Do they... Are But, like, there was no review. Wait! So people... How do people... Does know everyone R2? just know? Uh, yes. Wait, I'm so confused. And did they find that out? They didn't. So, oh, you remember sweet. when the story took a turn into her dating Sweet Pea, that's changed everything about the story. It was gonna be she finds out that Archie's her brother, but instead it turned into she's dating Sweet Pea and that's the story now.
0: One, that's but. valid, but two, I believe it happened in San Diego. <laughs> when the whole gang went to San Diego.
1: Yeah, you're so right. I walked up to Betty calmly and smiled. Betty, stop now and Skyline, if you even lay a finger on Betty, you are dead. I hear Alice yell. Where the fuck did Alice come from? Why Alice is she is just having, threatening is... to murder this teenager? Like that Alice. No, no, Alice.
0: Tracks. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I know, but like, why? Stop it. Um, at least make are not abusive in your fanfics.
0: Alice is having a date with FP.
1: Okay, so she was at the movie as well. I don't know why? I simply roll my eyes and walk to the bar. There's... What? <laughs> The next sentence. Oh, oh god. my god, I'm scared. Trigger warning for rape, I guess. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm practically gonna get I raped, but oh well, I'm too annoyed to care. So I take it we're not discussing that sentence. No, oh. I
0: I need to understand the not even that sentence, but just the layout of this movie theater. <laughs> Is this the drive-in?
1: No, the drive-in's already closed.
0: Why'd you sound Canadian? Why were you Canadian for like half a second?
1: What? <laughs> you got a... You
0: got <laughs> Why... If it's... But it's if it's not the drive-in, why is there a bar?
1: I think it is the drive-in. But the drive-in closed <laughs> in <Not> episode one. <laughs> you cannot stop talking Canadian. I'm doing the long O thing that you said... I'm so confused. Anyway... I think it said they were at the drive-in.
0: Great, in the totally story. love that. Why the does the drive-in have a bar? it can't
1: be the motherfucking I drive-in because the, the, the drive-in fucking closed. No,
0: in this in this story, I think the drive-in's still open.
1: No, I think that as well. Oh. I'm looking right now though to make but the sure the
0: drive-in still wouldn't have a bar because it has a yeah, pretzel. Yeah, either way, sauce.
1: wouldn't have a bar. I'm. Looking. I know
0: because it has Hot Dog Boy, my favorite character. <laughs>
1: I forgot about Hot Dog Boy.
0: Um, I also believe that in canon, this is the night in which Kevin ends up having sex with Joaquin behind the drive-in.
1: I'm sure. Sure. Okay. Ignore so, that
0: he's with fangs.
1: Are we talking about how it said she was going to get eye No, I was not expecting that from the story, considering the fact that they wouldn't even say people slept together. <laughs> that I was bad. That was unfortunate. So she's walking to the white worm right now.
0: Oh, okay. I get it. I get where we yeah. are.
1: Um. Thanks grabs my arm before I get to my room. What? Well, she was going to the white room. Where she was going yeah, to get eye go, raped, to which to is why she wanted... That's why she wanted a different outfit before she went. Oh, okay. So it actually relates to other things, and I don't like that, but okay. Um, Sky child, please calm down and don't go to the wall it beats up your hands and it isn't a good way to solve your problem I was right. she's going to the wall oh. sky child sky child i just ignore him and close my door i change into my pj pants and a random shirt i found in my room i grab my boxing gloves and go outside through my window i'm about to punch the wall when sweet pea hugs me oh boy i see you like the shirt i left in your room he has extra clothes in my room from working late, but he recently got a room of his own and all his stuff is there except for this one shirt. End of chapter. I
0: I think that that might be the best chapter they've ever written.
1: I think no, that's. I still like pictures from San Francisco, the best no. from San Diego, whatever. It was San Francisco 49ers Life said, Stop Links that's Like. That's why I think it's San Francisco. They said, Stop Links Like.
0: So, yeah, I agree. Maybe just stop.
1: You know what? I'm actually with you on that one. Um, yeah. The next chapter is, like, a few sentences, so I'm just going to also read that. Sorry, and very excited. So chapter 10. So what if I do, I say back to Sweet Pea? Well, I'm your boyfriend, so you better like it, Sweet Pea sasses back. What? Since when were we on boyfriend-girlfriend status, I asked, shocked and confused. Oh, I forgot. Hey, Falk, will you be my girlfriend? Please say yes, it will make this whole thing less awkward. Yes, P. I will be your girlfriend. P she calls him P. <laughs> Francisco 49ers Life commented yes. um a laughing crying emoji. Alright. I um, appreciate oh, your
0: effort. Sorry, sorry, I took a peek. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm sorry.
1: You looked at the next chapter? I did. Now you have to read i can read the next chapter it's no so very- i
0: only looked at the author's note
1: oh i don't care we're reading the whole thing um oh! i'll give a little teaser for the people the author's note in the next chapter is <laughs> just close i'm thinking that. of taking a break from this book <gasps> and then after the next chapter there's only one more chapter oh no um, so i don't think this is getting finished
0: their last, I don't, I don't want to like, the last message that they ever posted on Wattpad was honestly might delete all my books and just stop writing. I mean, it's not like anyone reads them anyways. Oh no. <laughs> also, 50.9 thousand views are on the daughter of Fred Andrews.
1: I know, what's that? It's a it was beloved
0: the- piece of Riverdale I- fiction.
1: Yeah, there's only two more chapters, and they're really, and, oh. Are they I both think short? I changed... you can just do them there. No. Oh, save I all. think she
0: changed her, her about.
1: Since last time?
0: Yeah, to 17, smiley face, someone's mommy.
1: Oh. No, didn't we look at Francisco 49ers? I yeah, did we did. look have... at
0: San Francisco 49ers. You're so right. I feel like Francisco 49ers is going to be so sad next episode.
1: I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Francisco. That fucking sucks.
0: Francisco, I... I... He just... They were laughing crying. Was that not enough for you?
1: It makes me sad. Because I actually am having fun with it besides the eye rape thing. Um, a summary of this episode. Oh, my God. Um, it is perhaps one of the best episodes of Riverdale of all time. Uh, it Show your involves, wife, show your
0: kids, show your friends.
1: Yes. If you want people to get into watching Riverdale, this is the episode. Um, it basically follows the main characters uh, minus Ethel and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> as the main squad if you will as they go to therapy with the new school therapist miss slash mrs burble people call her both and they never clarify um so jug, Cheryl, Betty, Archie and Veronica all go to Mrs. Burble and talk about things that have happened throughout the season or show thus far and then kind of resolve some problems like that's the episode
0: yeah it's a very talky episode
1: it's a very oh i have okay before we start um, I looked up, because this episode is written very differently from a lot of the other episodes. That's what
0: I was about to look up.
1: Um, no, I looked it up. It was written by a woman named Tessa Lee Williams. She's written many episodes for Riverdale, and I can read you the list if you'd like. Oh, please. Um, in season one, she wrote Faster Pussycats Kill Kill. I don't I, remember I, what happened. I don't remember what happened. I remember oh, wait, let
0: happens. me Let me see. Let me let me look at this episode. Chapter six. Is this Oh, it's the entire Josie episode where they're about to do the performance and her dad's coming and her dad okay, hates that's it immediately.
1: Um The next episode she wrote was in season two, when Mayor McCoy threatens to escalate tensions between the North and South side, and Jughead with and Archie have to put a stop to the alliance between the serpents and a longtime rival. And they're solving the mystery of the sugar man. Those ones oh. I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: that, that's a Penny Peabody.
1: Guess what else she wrote? She wrote chapter 31, A Night to Remember.
0: Yeah. She
1: wrote chapter 39, The Midnight Club.
0: Yeah. She
1: wrote chapter 51, Big Fun. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote Chapter 65, In Treatment, yeah. Chapter 74, Wicked Little Town, and Chapter 94, Next to Normal. This woman's written every single musical episode. Every single one.
0: That's absurd. I
1: love this woman.
0: That's absurd. I love her. Do they really just keep bringing her back? <laughs> to yes. For the, the best and then she's
1: like She's written like four or five random ass episodes that are not musicals. Like, she's written two in season six.
0: Can we also talk about the fact that her, like, profile picture is her laying down in a bed of sprinkles?
1: I love her.
0: She seems amazing. Oh Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's so much lore. There's so much lore. Sorry, I can't. I can't even believe it. I'm gonna have to favorite that. I'm gonna have to remind myself in an entire like whenever we get to Hedwig there is Hedwig lore
1: I think she wrote the musical episode for season six
0: Yeah but I, I don't want to know it
1: No, I didn't want to know it. I just found out on accident. Oh my god
0: This is so cute
1: I love this lady
0: they have I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something. She has a bunch of photos from, like, the musical episodes. Yeah. And she takes pictures of, like, their cast list, and each person in the show signs their name next to their character in the cast list. Aww. So it's really cute.
1: I really like this lady. I actually really, I like this writing in this episode. I think it's fun. I think that a lot of the reason the musical episodes are fun is that they kind of acknowledge that Riverdale is stupid a little bit. And that's what this episode did, which is why I looked up who wrote it, because I was like, this episode seems very self-aware that Riverdale's kind of dumb.
0: Her pinned tweet is just FP Jones, but the FP stands for finger pointing.
1: She could have been me. This is who I could have (laughs) been.
0: Happy Mother's Day to the hot moms of Riverdale. I like that this is like the the big thing for her.
1: I love her. I think she's fun.
0: Okay, anyway, we can start the episode.
1: (laughs) This episode's the best okay so we open with jug saying the second round of videotapes has has been delivered um don't worry about this it never comes up the rest of the episode (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i like it as a creepy concept like i actually think the videotape like that way of progressing it's cool
1: yeah yeah it just isn't like they don't do anything well i was also just imagining like no one left their homes and saw because before, it could be, like, hidden in the bushes. But now it's, like, closer oh, to the, the doors? doors. So how did... Nobody walked out of their homes and we're like, there's a whole-ass video camera. We're assuming this is, like, 2019. It's 2019 or 2020 because Veronica gets a phone call saying she's going to be class of 2024.
0: Come on, know your lore.
1: Are you expect? Why? How do you expect everyone in 2019 to have, like, a still-functioning VCR, like, thing? VCR players. <laughs> it's
0: the fact that... They say that Veronica is the class of 2024 and the next season she's going to be like, it's 2021, Chadwick.
1: I know. I thought about that this episode because first of all, I was like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be the same age as Veronica. Like, I, I, like, it's me. Are you kidding me? And then I was like, oh, my God, it's 2022, Chadwick. I was like, the fuck? Anyway. God. A new guidance counselor. I assume that she's new. Um named Miss burble or Mrs. Burble, um is going to have extended office hours to talk to kids about things that might be stressing them out like college is rejecting them or going to college uh-huh. and we things like that. 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 You know nice what?
0: Stuff. You know what I actually think I like about Tessaly Williams's writing? Yeah, she remembers that they're in school. Yes, like every really... one of her episodes, they're actually in a school building.
1: I know I really <laughs> enjoy her episodes. Have them doing things that kids in high school would do. Like, they go to guidance counselors or they have musicals or, like, a lot of things like that. Then we have Betty walking into um her former home, now FP's home, and she says, like, she's like, Mom, do you want me to make you high point? And I looked up what that is, and it's non-alcoholic spirits. Maybe that's what they had the episode before. I know, that's what I was thinking, actually. But then he actually for does things, so it doesn't matter. And
0: Alice has just developed a taste for it. She's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: That would actually be Like, sweet. Betty was like, hey, Mom, you want to have High Point with me? That would actually be a sweet thing. And I actually do think do. that that was probably, because Tessa, that's the person who wrote the episode, right? Yeah. She seems to remember things that happen with the characters. Like, and I feel like that was probably her being like, oh, yeah, they probably have non-alcoholic stuff in the house.
0: That's FP. a cool detail. What a good writer.
1: Yeah, I liked that. That's sweet. I thought that was really good.
0: We stay, in, a, would... we stay in one Riverdale writer.
1: I know, I think she's good. Um. Then we have... Well, the next part's not so good. <laughs> but it is, <laughs> but it is in character. Uh, she, re- she remembered that FP can't drink, but not that Alice found out Betty has sex like oh, wow. a season ago.
0: Nah, 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 nah. That tracks, though. Alice um, forgot. <laughs>
1: Alice, yeah, she wasn't a cult. They brainwashed her into forgetting. No. Alice opened Betty's mail, which, um, in which there was a Yale rejection letter for Betty. Um, and Alice is like, I wondered why they rejected you, so I went through your room, and in the false bottom of your like drawer, I found birth control. And then she says, "You are out of control," which not not true. She is on control.
0: <laughs> I like that one. That was a good Funny. One. I wrote um, that joke down because I thought it was
1: really funny. I'm very proud
0: of myself for it. Yale's hard to get into.
1: Yeah, I'm like, Yale only takes virgins, pass it on. Like, what the <laughs> fuck?
0: If someone was upset at their child for not getting into an ivy, I don't know what to do with that.
1: No, I thought that was so strange because I'm like, first of all, who told Yale that? betty boinks like who said that care,
0: <laughs> also 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 many people are on birth control that aren't having sex
1: i know yeah, i know that i i know that I also just, made me upset. i understand alice being a terrible character and being upset that betty's having sex like i can see that but i didn't understand how her getting rejected from yale was somehow connected to her taking birth control. Oh, uh, I, like,
0: the idea that Alice has is that she's having sex so much that she's no longer focusing on studies.
1: Now, that may be true, because I saw the last, like, episode where she's with Jughead. Now, that might be us.
0: And she's eating candy, having sex. That's it.
1: She's hitting people in bunny masks on the head.
0: <laughs> I also, I also understand that this, uh, this scene is only here to remind you that Alice sucks at being a parent so that she has an excuse to drag Alice for the rest of the episode.
1: Yes, and that's fine. That's funny.
0: Anyway, this is the third time that uh, Alice has gotten mad about Betty having sex.
1: I, the third time? I thought it was the second. I did too. Third time.
0: No, time number one is when she discovers the wig. Time number two is when Chick tells her that he uh, ah. has dominatrix fantasies. And then time number three is now.
1: Then Betty goes to see Miss Burble. Um, to talk about Alice, but at the same time that she goes to see Miss Burble, Alice comes in, and so they have a session together.
0: Can we talk about how Alice was going to go seek help from a school guidance
1: counselor? What the fuck was that about? I thought she was there to, like, um try to get her in trouble with the school or something.
0: This episode has one of my favorite things, which is a Riverdale character recounting the plot of Riverdale for a long period of time.
1: I thought that this scene... Kind of seemed like it was sponsored by birth control, though. It was very (laughs) heavy handed.
0: Anyway, Alice loves Betty most.
1: Yeah, what the fuck was that? Okay, so Alice screams and is, and when Betty is like, why don't you care this much about Polly or Charles? Why don't you abuse them? Yeah, and Alice is like, because I love you more. I love you most. And I'm like, okay, fuck Polly, I guess. Like, are you kidding me? Polly's like suffering over here. And you're like, I'm.
0: It really clarifies how she was so easily able to send Polly to the sisters.
1: Yeah. But she also sent Betty to the sisters. So true, fam. But that was for FBI purposes. <laughs> um, also, more importantly, so we learn in the scene that Alice reads Betty's diaries, right? Yeah. Um. So Betty doesn't write about sex in her diary. Not notable. Not notable at all. Do you, do you want to? I don't know. She like what do you read in a diary? You're just like, how was my day? You're not like, I love Jughead so much. We had sex. I don't know. Or we <laughs> spent the whole night at Jughead last night. But no.
0: Her diary is just like a bunch of different conspiracy theory boards for each page.
1: That's <laughs> funny. Then we have Archie is asleep in class, and so he has to go to burble. Um, Archie yells about how he's really upset and angry with his life um so he wants to be a vigilante to make himself feel better he's crazy and the therapist is like maybe you should just set up a tip line and then she's like i don't know much about comics which is funny because her actress was in firefly which is a comic series
0: Uh, there is a world in which like after mrs burble says make a helpline let people know that they're not alone in which the very next episode was Dear Van Hansen.
1: i would love that she would eat that shit up she would
0: there is no world i
1: would gobble that shit up to quote her i thought listen i don't know who would sing what songs
0: no tony would sing have you ever felt like nobody was there i've just hear it in her voice or betty betty would sing that Alice would no, be I think Kevin
1: would still sing "Waving Through." <laughs>
0: they bring back. They bring back Reggie and Archie to sing "Blue."
1: Then he starts a tip line.
0: And he throws his mask in the trash. But
1: poorly, but yeah, it poorly. hangs over the side of the trash. It's a that metaphor. Can be- also like that bin is going to be filthy that place has like one bathroom and a bunch of like teenage boys no it has two bathrooms now <laughs> i'm sure it yeah doesn't. what do you
0: mean no, it does it's legally a thing now molly Ringwald made it
1: okay i'll go through the cheryl scene and then we can have an ad break but we're gonna okay. talk about the cheryl scene for a while i know this, so, d- so you want it before break? the ad break yeah Okay. But why don't we do it before? Like, why don't we do it after the end? Okay, we can. I don't care. Okay, okay. let's do an
0: okay. Break! <laughs> <laughs> now, back to the show. It's the Riverdale Book Club, the podcast in a podcast. We have been reading through Riverdale the day before by Michael Oster. And before we get into it, a little recap of where we've been. Betty is at an internship at Hello Giggles. Jughead is sad. Archie is. Having a bad plotline, and Veronica is about to be interviewed by an unknown reporter. Now, the one thing I'd like to talk about before we get into this is about Hello Giggles. Now, we have been making fun of Hello Giggles. One Sorry. of us, one of us more than the others, saying, Betty didn't have an internship. I would like to turn your attention to the transcript of season one, episode one of Riverdale. No, I'm kidding. Were they, were they say, "Um, Archie. So what was the highlight? Betty. Of my internship? Betty was at an internship the entirety of the summer where Archie got hot. It that is... does not
1: mean it was Hello Giggles in LA.
0: It does mean she wasn't in Riverdale.
1: Why does it mean she wasn't in Riverdale?
0: Because she <laughs> wasn't think? there to see, she wasn't there to see Archie get hot.
1: Oh, Okay. I don't think she was in LA at Hello Giggles with, like, that guy, though.
0: Um, what was the highlight? The Toni Morrison book release party I organized. By far.
1: Why is this never mentioned again? You know what? The train is in front of Pops in that <laughs> first episode, and I don't give a shit. This is not right.
0: Oh, you mean the book in which she's organizing a Toni Morrison book party isn't valid when they say no, it's episode one? No, I mean the one? first
1: episode of Riverdale's not right.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I also don't believe the train thing you say. Are you I've never seen it. Why don't you believe me? I wouldn't make that
1: up. Go watch the first episode.
0: I will. I'll do it (laughs) right now.
1: I'm sure it's during the conversation that you're talking about with Betty and Archie. Archie got
0: hot. Archie got hot. (laughs)
1: He's got abs now. Six more reasons for you to take that ginger bowl by the horse.
0: (laughs) So, what was the highlight?
1: (laughs) Of my internship? The Toni Morrison book release party I organized by far. The reasons for you- I feel
0: like this is Mandela affecting me. Like, this never existed. No, I...
1: <laughs> no, I started. we have seen that first episode a billion times. I know.
0: Okay, no, I see it. I see it. I see the train. Is that the back window, though? How do you know that's the front window?
1: What do you mean? There's no back window. What do you
0: mean there's no back window?
1: They've
0: never sat in a back window. They're literally... You're, okay. Go to season one, episode one. How far into the episode is this? Five minutes, 40 seconds in. Right okay. now. Right now. Well,
1: I'd love to hear those in Train. That is the train.
0: Okay. Now the only problem with you saying that's a front window is, and that there's no back windows, is that No, that's shot?
1: literally not the scene I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about a scene with Jughead in it. I remember the scene.
0: Dude, that's the front window, and there is no train.
1: I'm so confused, but I want to find where I talked about it. Like I'll take big... the L oh, if I run.
0: Way more important than any of that. I see a Dairy Queen.
1: You no, know you don't. know you don't. Where, 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 where?
0: Uh, uh, like two minutes in.
1: Two minutes. That is so a Dairy Queen. That's oh my a dairy God, that queen, is a dairy queen. Okay, Nick's the train thing. There's a fucking Dairy Queen across <laughs> from Pops. Nick, I can be wrong. I'll take the L. I'll take it.
0: But there is a Dairy Queen.
1: Did it happen in the second episode?
0: <laughs> Pops actually had the deal with the devil directly after episode one.
1: I freaking love that that Dairy Queen is there. I love that because they must be editing out the Dairy Queen.
0: In future episodes. Chapter seven, Veronica. YOU ARE A RADIANT GODDESS! RADIANT GODDESSES DON'T USUALLY GRUNT AND DRIP WITH SWEAT BUT ALL BETS ARE OFF DURING SPIN CLASS WHEN IT COMES TO TAKING SIGNS AT THE END OF THE DAY I'M ALWAYS GONNA BE HASHTAG TEAM ME I LOVE it.
1: WHAT? WHAT DOES THAT mean?
0: THEY'RE HASHTAG TEAM ME SO WHAT'S A GIRL TO DO FOR HER DAILY BURN? SIMPLE, Obvi. IF YOU BUILD IT, THEY WILL COME THE IT BEING A THREE byte PELOTON STUDIO OFF OF MY BEDROOM and they being Heather, and sometimes, Oceana. Red alert, Heather exists.
1: Wait, is this the same Heather?
0: Unknowable. (laughs) Heather reached for a set of hand weights stashed behind the seat of her bike, and raised an eyebrow, indicating that I should do the same. I gave her my fiercest glare. Almost there, she urged, and triceps are the new core. I wish we could just fast forward to whatever the new triceps would have inevitably be, But I managed to squeeze out two sets of reps before the music slowed to some halftime ballad remix version of a popular club jam.
1: What a long sentence. You could have just said slow
0: song. That's a good point. Heather dimmed the lights and finally muttered those magic words. Unclip. You're really- what what the f- First of all, magic words. Unclip. Unclip is one word. Second, what the f***? You unclipping your bra? What the f*** could that mean?
1: <laughs> Aren't they on, um, like, bikes or something? This is a very sexual... Yeah. Veronica
0: has been very gay.
1: I know! The pedal things?
0: Sorry. Okay. Anyway. You are a radiant goddess, I told her, happily dismounting the bike and stretching one leg across the handlebars to release my screaming hamstrings. What the f***?
1: Fuck is this? Sorry. <laughs> Whoa.
0: <laughs> this is the content I wanted. Sorry for the things I may have said during hill climbs. Great work today, Ronnie. As usual, Heather smiled.
1: Oh, Heather's queer.
0: You know Henry. me. Oh well, of course Heather's queer. She has to give Cheryl her queer awakening.
1: You don't have to be queer to give someone a queer awakening. You're you should welcome. know this. Redact it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got two persons I, I, I saw a joke and I said, <laughs> okay. it.
0: No wonder you can be so intimidating. I turned to see Old Faithful, a.k.a. Bones. Don't leer. It's unbecoming of a man of your station, I teased. Smithers let me in. He sent me up with this. Bones held out a small silver tray with two glasses of cucumber and preused water. I took one gratefully and passed the other to Heather. She patted my shoulder, same time next week. Keep it tight, doll. Oh. Uh. The ever-living... What does keep it tight doll mean?
1: It means, like, keep it tight. Like, keep... The muscles Like, tight? yeah, that's what it means. Okay. It's weird. You already
0: know what bones is, right?
1: Yeah. Oh my god, I thought we were pretending like we didn't get that connection. I thought we all agreed to not deal with that. Oh my god, it's... What? Is Nick... Is this It Does it say Nick St. Clair? Yeah. I fully was like, oh, that's weird because of the Bones thing we say. But I was just not connected. Oh, it. you thought there's another person? Separately? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I remembered we had an inside joke about Bones. But I was like refusing to think about what that meant for this. Oh, like, yeah. my brain was not letting me think about Nick St. Clair. Like, I literally don't remember that plot unless I'm forced to. Like, I actually. I, wow. when I saw
0: When I saw his name, I lost it. I, wow! Writing a story set in like this past, when everyone's at like their worst plotline, is such a choice.
1: I yeah, we need to know that she's doing coke. I was <laughs>
0: oh, that's so true. So right. I was
1: like, oh, we're safe because it's not an Archie chapter. I this was. She's doing a lot. Like I'm <laughs> having to decide between reading <laughs> chapters about a pedophile and about a.
0: Rape. <laughs> or about. In Rad Brad, baby. <laughs> that
1: sucks. Wow. First the eye rape thing, and now this? <laughs> we can't get away from it.
0: You say that like you're Oliver Twist and not Jay Gatsby, I teased. I feel like you're missing the point of that book. I'm really not, I smirked.
1: Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was about to say exactly what Nick, Nick St. Clair just said. <laughs> Like I actually was about to say that verbatim. I was about to say exactly a Nick Clair line. Fuck.
0: You are a Nick St. Clair.
1: Because oh, I have a note about the Great Gatsby in my notes for the episode. Oh my Get god. Get
0: called out.
1: So many things. The train thing never happened in Elvis. Have I not been through enough? I'm losing it. <laughs> so crying so crying! Anyway, back to no, the
0: story! Walk me to the door. I would have done it anyway, but his eyebrows pinched together in a way that told me he'd come to discuss something specific. Once there, he turned to me, shifting his weight. Something was definitely up with my boy. What is it, Nikki? What on earth has the unflappable bones sweating? He flushed. It's just... Uh, I don't really know how to say this, Ronnie. Say what? I reached to brush his hair back from his forehead, and he flinched slightly and pulled back from my hand.
1: Unrealistic.
0: Okay, I said slowly. I ticked off the facts on my finger as I spoke. I haven't seen you in weeks. You come by to say hi, I reach out to touch touch you and you shrink away from me. What am I missing? Is this like some kind of riddle? Does it start with a block of ice in a locked room? I reached those fingers out in a threatening tickle gesture. What promising a half smile. Is this about ice in a half room? What the shit? That is so funny!
1: <laughs> that is so funny.
0: Ronnie, stop, Nick said, looking more and more sheepish. I just need to come out with it. While I was gone, I realized. Well, I realized I was thinking a lot. I was thinking a lot about you, Veronica. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. My. God. Bones, I said, shocked but pleasantly so. What's happening here? Are you here to formally court me? Ask me oh. on an honest to Gucci date date. Because if so, that's trying It's trimmer.
1: Gucci, actually. So right.
0: Gucci and Gucci exist. <laughs> if Nick was having bona fide feels for me, I wasn't oh sure what God. our next step would be. <laughs>
1: Yes, we all know those feelings. Hey, that's a normal way. I to have discern- some
0: bona fide feels for you.
1: <laughs> Save it for North Macedonia, alright?
0: <laughs> we'll always have North Macedonia. <laughs> North Macedonia waits for you. <laughs> In a good way. I laughed. Yes, silly. But you know, you could have just come right out and told me. I tried. Like I said, you can sometimes be intimidating. He pinched his fingers together in that just-a-smidge motion. Moi, I don't believe it. I swatted his smidge away.
1: Can I show you the hand motions that have happened? It's not... So far, someone's been like... And then she went... No, before that... Before that, she went... (laughs) Yeah, and then she went like this. And now it's been like...
0: (laughs) Italian gabagool. We We talk with our hands here. Even though we've never done more than flirt, a date, date, exactly. Sorry, I just want to go out. Most people just flirt before they go on a date. What are you yeah. supposed to do? Have raw dog sex? I don't like it. <laughs> he suddenly seemed very young and very vulnerable. Neither of which I was used to. It was a little bit thrilling, to be honest, being able to. You weren't to used to, to him
1: seeming young. He's like fourteen also 14. You're doing coke.
0: I'm used to seeing Nick as a 35-year-old man. <laughs> but it wasn't his most irresistible moment. What can I say? I'm attracted to power. That goes way too he- well with, like, the whole Freud thing that happens this episode. No. know. Yeah. No. The dusting of freckles he'd acquired in Sardinia quivered high against him. <laughs> the- <laughs>
1: Why would you bring up where my is from? This because- <laughs> is... No quiver his freckles, his freckles quiver? quiver freckles can't do that i just talked about this in my creative writing class about people saying body parts do things that they can't do that's writing 101 it's freckles what the freckles. fuck his his freckles quiver individually I just... they just start going <laughs> yeah i think that's called having like spasms in your face oh. i don't think that's that it's i think loud.
0: that's Love makes your freckles quiver. He moved closer to me now, put his hands on my shoulders. I could feel his breath on my cheek, the warmth from his skin. <laughs> Not you, Sarah. You don't see this, but they—they're they're acting out the scene. The most visual joke. There's never been a more visual joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, hold on. There's no, never... we already did. It. <laughs> Move away. Oh, we forgot. That... <laughs> did I hear you? I can't. <laughs> it didn't hurt me! I acted too hard! This is why we have to
0: do the paper bag podcast.
1: I choked on my face.
0: I shook my head to try and clear away the spontaneous burst of oxytocin. Didn't make a lot of sense, but it also didn't exactly worry me. Honestly, with the party tonight and Bones' visit, I had more than enough on my mind as it was. A text exchange. Midge, Moose, are we on for Twilight tonight? Any chance you can get away earlier?
1: <laughs> or are they going to- isn't Twilight the name of the drive-in?
0: Yes, they're going to the drive-in together. Midge. I
1: thought they were seeing Twilight.
0: Midge, KK, you must be super busy. TTYL and hopefully see you too. Hard Oh, eyes. that's
1: sad. That's
0: the whole exchange.
1: That's sad. Alrighty. Yeah.
0: Mind you a couple text exchanges ago it was Kevin asking moose to leave midge.
1: Oh no what you no 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 the exchange was dot 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 question mark dot 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 question mark.
0: Wait a second. Wait a god second is this is this really all in part one morning?
1: It is Fuck. I'm losing my freaking mind. <laughs> this
0: is all in the span of one morning.
1: That's not
0: Anyway, the next the next um chapter's Archie. You can look forward to it.
1: Oh. I hate this no. book.
0: <laughs> I kinda like this book.
1: My dude, my dude. You did not do a good job with this book.
0: I'm kind of vibing.
1: Rifle Stone Clever. It's
0: definitely not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I feel like it made Nick St. Clair seem more of like a pussy so i'm okay with that anyway welcome to the best scene cheryl is called to mr honey's office this is not a mr honey crime i'm fine with this mr honey scene mr honey says she's had 26 absences and that he's going to put an adult in charge of the vixens instead of cheryl if cheryl does not get a recommendation from the therapist saying that she can still run the vixens i think that is fair
0: I would like to address 26 absences in, like, three months.
1: That is so true. <laughs> That's a lot. I think it's fair of Mr. Honey to say she needs to go to the therapist office. Yeah.
0: I also think that it's it's fair for her for him to be like, hey, you've had a lot going on. You've been missing school. I might bring in someone to help out with cheerleading.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mr. Honey stays winning.
1: Well, I like this writer because... She clearly didn't write Mr. Honey in this episode to be like, oh, I'm mad at Cheryl still about what happened yeah. earlier, so I'm gonna do this. It's like, a, it's very much like, I'm worried yeah. about you having absences, go to the therapist's office and see if she thinks that you should still be doing this.
0: Yeah, because Mr. Honey's the best. No, Most it's because this writer
1: decided not to make Mr. Honey a piece of shit. He still is the worst, I think mean. <laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway. we can all
0: have different opinions. <laughs> You know Two who needs
1: us? to be in the therapist office? Reggie Mantle. No, where no, the no. fuck is Reggie anyway? He's
0: busy being abused
1: in the scene and Burble says your mother's abuse, your brother's murder, your father's suicide, your time in conversion therapy and an August harvesting cult, your near-death experience in sweetwater <laughs> <laughs> <just keep going." laughs> Oh funny <laughs> Almost all of those things happen in season one. <laughs> Isn't that nuts?
0: I like the idea of showing someone this episode because so many like events will hit them, and they won't be given time.
1: To I have shown people this episode. Event. I've shown people this scene specifically with Cheryl and the therapist. When people say they won't watch Riverdale, I show them this scene because it makes you want to be like, "How then?" Yes, lady. Cheryl she is knows. like, "Um, Sweetwater River was an accident," and then the therapist is like, "No, but all right." Um, and then Cheryl says And then says they start
0: she, singing you are not alone.
1: Verbal mm-hmm. says that Cheryl is probably not being haunted but that she's being haunted by her grief. And Cheryl says no you mallard I had a triplet Julian whom I absorbed in the womb and has resurfaced as a doll <laughs> that's moving around my house causing mischief. <laughs> <laughs> that I love line so specifically fun. Is a line I d- like vividly remember my mom being like, No, I hate Riverdale. Me being like, Watch this. And I found this exact moment. And I showed her that line. And I was like, Tell me you don't want to watch the show. That is amazing. And I love that she says, Whom? She doesn't, her grammar remains intact for this site.
0: <laughs> I think this show would kill with just one straight man character. And that's why I love Miss Burble. She keeps being told the wildest things and she's like, okay, (laughs) but that's probably not real though.
1: But something she just glosses over, like she's like, so you were in an organ harvesting cult, your brother's dead. I'm just like, I, here's a tape and this is not a joke. I consider this Cheryl monologue one of the best monologues of all time, and I think if you were in a theater production and you had to pick a monologue to perform, that this would be amazing.
0: I I like that this is an episode of monologues.
1: Yes, I enjoy it.
0: Like, I really love this one and the Veronica one later.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: I love the line. You mean, I'm not taunted by taxidermy and tormented by a devil doll? Killer line. No, she-
1: she says, even though I'm talking to taxidermy and being tormented by a devil boss.
0: Exactly, that one.
1: When Verbal suggests Cheryl take the test, Cheryl says, you can't have any of my bodily fluids. You suck it. <laughs> Such a thing to say. I love Cheryl. Something else that I enjoy about this episode is that um, the writer kept, had all the characters that talk really weird still talk really weird. Yeah. Like Cheryl. But she has Verbal speaking like a normal person. <laughs> And so you have Cheryl calling her a mallard and a succubus and using whom. And Burble is just talking like a normal lady.
0: <laughs> like all those things are comparable. Mallard, succubus, and whom.
1: Yes. I, um, anyway.
0: this, is, this is one of the first episodes where I'm like, I like Cheryl this episode.
1: No, I really enjoyed characters I don't like.
0: I really like that despite... Thinking about how she's eaten Julian so much, she never thought to Google "absorbed in womb" oh, and find so- a test.
1: I also like the resolution of this because it doesn't say that doesn't say that Jason didn't absorb Julian, so Julian still might have existed. <laughs> yeah,
0: just not Cheryl.
1: And <laughs> that's really funny to me.
0: And I respect that that she's still like you. I can't let you have the vixens.
1: I know, okay, so that's the next part is, Verbal's like, you can't be in charge of the Vixens, you need some things taken off your plate. Um, and Cheryl Cry screams into her uniform. She's extremely dramatic.
0: I just like that the script must have said, Cheryl cries into her HBIC shirt.
1: Um. Then we have Veronica and Hiram talk about rum.
0: I feel like if I made a bottle of rum, I wouldn't then be like, this one should be protected. Time to make my second bottle of rum to sell.
1: Then, Burble is like, I take it you and your father don't get along. And she goes, was King Lear's ego gossamer then?
0: Yes. And then then immediately goes into the best monologue in the history of time.
1: It is so good.
0: This is what he does. He fake sold me two businesses and then conned me into running them, successfully, might I add. Then charged me protection. He lured my boyfriend into crime and then tried to kill him in front of a crowd in an illegal boxing match. He had my mother arrested and the pièce de résistance. He brought his secret illegitimate daughter back to Riverdale to try to make me jealous. Well, blow winds and crack your cheeks because Veronica Luna is no one's Cordelia.
1: I only remember the last two sentences from this. I did not pay attention. I love the writing in this episode.
0: I love it.
1: And you... I love that Burble's response to that is like you and your father are obsessed with each other, primally. Yes, yeah, she actually says primal. You weirdos. Primal. That's fucking. I just
0: weird. think one, the phrase "blow winds and crack your cheeks" um, needs to come back <laughs> in so some bad. form. No idea.
1: Love that someone says that because it's so, tr- like, weird. I, I like, like that,
0: th- that she feels like she's someone that's looking at the entire show from the outside and being like, what have you done? Why, why is this what I it
1: is? I just love that Veronica delivers this whole speech and Verbal's just like, okay, so you're just obsessed with your dad.
0: You know, my old friend Freud.
1: <laughs> I just, someone needed to say that it's like a weird kind of sexual thing. It could have been worse. It could have come from Kevin
0: oh my god i can imagine it coming from time. can
1: you can't you hear it
0: i can hear his little voice Ugh.
1: i can hear it so clearly
0: veronica you know your hot dad what i've seen the way you look at him
1: that that's it literally i can hear that in his fucking I voice too and i hate it
0: Ugh. Oh and I have to I have to respect Veronica having a detailed knowledge of not only Shakespeare's entire library but the entirety of Greek history.
1: I know, what the fuck? But this reminds me way more of season 1 Veronica. Season 1 Veronica would reference things similarly to Jughead. Yes. And I know and it was cool. I liked it because Jughead would reference like movies and things like gothic fiction and Veronica would reference Things James like Greek tra- tragedies in Shakespeare. And it was cool. And I liked that. Then we have Jug is the only one in his seminar because he didn't turn his pages in and he hasn't applied to any colleges. And Mr. DuPont is like, well, nobody here is going to write your recommendation. So you should go to Riverdale and get a recommendation in your transcript probably. I think that this, this is an interesting way to get Jughead into this plot line. Yeah. Because um, I think another writer would probably be like, they would make up a reason Jughead needed to go to therapy, and he would just be at Riverdale High. It would be weird. But it makes sense that like he's there, and they're not... They not, don't say it's like a therapy session. It's just like she's trying to talk to him while...
0: They get the transcript, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that makes sense to me. So he's with Verbal while the transcript is getting ready, um, and he starts telling her his conspiracies. And she says, I heard that a teacher committed public suicide in front of you. And he goes... <laughs> He didn't kill himself. He was murdered by suicide. <laughs> murdered by suicide, I guess. Jug is so Jug in this episode. Because he I was really close did. to bringing
0: down their entire empire.
1: He's so... he's. I really like this because we've been so deep inside like Jug's conspiracy More, yeah. brain. Yeah. And so just hearing him say all this in a row to someone new, you're like, wow.
0: This show would be such a funny comedy with a straight man.
1: I know. Like,
0: these characters are all out there. They're so far gone.
1: I mean, he just sounds fully bonkers. Like, off.
0: I don't think they lean into Jug as crazy conspiracy theorist enough.
1: And you can just see the way he, when he's talking about it, he gets more passionate and like more crazy looking.
0: I would kill if this show, like part of Jug's character traits, is that every like randomly he'll develop conspiracy theories about things and they're like he's constantly spewing them, like the boy who cried yeah. wolf and then some of them end up being right and he's like, I knew it. I knew it all along.
1: I love that.
0: And then he I uses it to justify fun. why like you know Pops had to deal with the devil and he's like, No, I know it.
1: And I think fun because we just had cheryl doing a similar thing and sounding really crazy and the therapist being like well cheryl that's obviously not true like nobody's haunting you it's somebody moving the doll around and it, and you're like okay and then jug starts saying all this and but you're like but this one's right but i so see why burble would be like no and she was just right that something crazy wasn't happening with cheryl so of course she'd be like no what? that's not happening
0: but this one's real this one's real <laughs>
1: I know, it's so fun.
0: You have a persecution (laughs) complex.
1: Then also, Burble in the scene is like, I am an FP stand first, a human being second. She just, she's like, okay, why are you so busy trying to make it clear that your grandpa was a hero when he was abusive to your dad? Like, do you not care that he was abusive (laughs) to your dad? (laughs) Like, why does he, why do you want him to be a hero and credited so much for writing the Baxter Brothers when your dad has told you multiple times that his dad has hurt him.
0: We stand, Ms. Burble. What a good take.
1: I love that someone brings that up. I think just think that's really good. I don't think good. that
0: would have come up without this episode. No. And I really and like I think, the human moment of Jughead being like, I'm so selfish.
1: And then her being like, no, you're a teenage. Like, this is a very teenager thing." thing.
0: It's so good.
1: And I like this because when Jug meets his grandpa later, I think this scene is very necessary because you can be like, okay, I completely understand him wanting to meet his grandpa. But I think this scene is like, okay, the audience is very aware at this point that this guy isn't like a good person.
0: Yeah, there's no apologia
1: Yeah. Jug started out looking at the mystery because he wanted to know things about his grandpa. He's now learned that he doesn't need to know those things about his grandpa and his grandpa kind of sucks, but he's discovered a bigger mystery on the way. Yeah, and that's it's more turned important. And I like that. Then Jug goes home and he gives FP a huge hug. That was a sweet scene. And FP looks so happy.
0: I really like this episode.
1: I really like this episode. He gives FP a giant hug and FP's like, what's that for? And Jug goes, I don't tell you that I love and appreciate you enough. And then they hug again. I just like
0: it. I love when good things happen to FP.
1: I also like um, in shows having like like male characters tell their dads that they love them. That doesn't happen very often, I think. And I like it. It's sweet. It's
0: a nice it's a nice progression of the character from or can't we just do that thing where two dudes nod and mutually suppress our emotions?
1: Yeah. It's
0: progressed as a character.
1: That's sweet. Yeah. Then we have Betty at home with Alice.
0: Okay, okay. I'm gonna, okay. So she comes in and Alice is like, the boys are at back, set the table. And I was like, the boys.
1: That's what girls,
0: I, right? It was just, and then I had the frightening realization that in the backyard is FP, Jug, and Charles all together, like hanging out. Like the three of them hang out together yeah, as a trio. That was weird to me,
1: yeah.
0: I don't like that. What does does FP talk to Charles about? Have they talked about how they're related? I'm so unclear, and I do kind of hate it. Anyway, then Betty says, I love you most too, Mom, and I hate it.
1: Yep, I don't like it. But I do understand that the person writing the episode, I don't know how you would fix that Alice shit. Like
0: Alice sucks.
1: You were handed a dumpster fire, and you did your best with it. I can respect that.
0: Yeah, you drag her for a whole episode. You're allowed one line.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um... (laughs) She like if you just looked at Alice in this episode, it wouldn't be she wouldn't seem that bad. Like this version of Alice could be redeemed.
0: The two points in time where I think Alice was a redeemable character was when Alice turned in Grundy and now. Those yeah. were the two points.
1: If I'm looking at Alice in the vacuum of this episode, I think this is a good arc
0: i think it is very creepy i don't know why i think she's very creepy at the end of this episode <laughs> but i don't like how she's cutting that like i hate no it,
1: it was i she was cutting a leaf of lettuce it was
0: <laughs> so creepy she's just standing there's like can you set the table and then she's just in silence and she notices the letters and she's like oh the boys are out back I'm like what <laughs> the f- he's happening are you gonna kill her
1: no i just mind it because I've had times where like I had an argument with my parent or something not at home and I got home and we just like both are like I don't know if we're oh talking it's realistic about that. yeah it and you're just like kind of like hi and they're like hello and you just don't know if you're still fighting or if you're just pretending it didn't happen I've had that exact thing it's so weird then oh my god Archie gets a call from someone in Sketch Alley um, who's like Archie? Can, can you help me? My mom is being abused, and I can. I'm in the. I'm in Sketch Alley. Can you? Could you come help me, please? Like that. And
0: now she's like, "There's only one way to solve this problem.
1: Yeah.
0: But crime with crime. Let's go, baby.
1: All that verbal did was give Archie a more efficient way <laughs> to find crime. It's so funny. Like he fully did not take her suggestion. No. I don't
0: know what the idea with the helpline was if he wasn't going to do anything.
1: No, I I think that this episode is realistic for how therapy goes because half of the characters listen and have like development and half of the characters fully ignore her advice.
0: Because Archie and Veronica
1: do not take her advice at all and they have worse lives (laughs) because of it. It's like,
0: I'm obsessed with my father. Weird. What if I drank all of his rub in his chair?
1: And Archie run further in the direction of the problem. And Betty and Jug, like, get better. (laughs) Then we have Cheryl tells Tony that she didn't absorb Julian in the womb. And Tony is so confused about what's going on in the conversation for some reason.
0: (laughs) I I will say the one thing that I don't like about the writing is that they changed it to absorbed in the womb instead of ate in the womb. And ate in the womb is such a funnier way of saying it that I'm sad it's more right. And I'm
1: sorry, this scene is just like, I got the results back from what? Yeah, I got them back and they say that I didn't absorb him. That's great, babe. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> then we have Veronica is drinking. The special bottle of rum in her dad's chair. And her dad comes in and she's like, I declined Harvard. And he's like, nobody declines Harvard. Um, People do. People actually.
0: There's only one way for this obsession to end. I'll have to murder you.
1: Oh, yeah. She says, my guidance counselor told me to kill you. I'm like, that aged wonderfully. That
0: aged so well. And they said, I wouldn't stoop to murder. And I'm like.
1: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) can you imagine your child <laughs> saying that
0: no That's the only so way. funny 10 out of 10 dairy queens in riverdale
1: 6 out of 10 abuse plot lines solved i guess
0: it is not solved <laughs> <She's>... <laughs>
1: um 10 out of 10 mallards
0: <laughs> uh thank you sarah so much for listening i have been sex drugs and the serial killer gene <laughs>
1: Been sad, A.V. pervert. I've been the return of Dr. Phylum.
0: And remember, there was never a train in front of Pops.
1: I'm sorry. I thought there was. <laughs>